I mean, I know you think you <laughs> sounded really nice, but it sounds so bad in my headphones. Try to match that first episode. So. <laughs> Lighter, no? What did we do? Yeah. Anyway, mm. hi guys. Welcome to episode number 11 of House Number 79 podcast. And uh, this is extremely impromptu. No, let them... I open them for ventilation. Bro, keep them closed. Yeah? Yeah. Because like... Or like closed and never close, talk close, about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we repress those feelings. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to House Number Seventy Nine podcast. This is our tenth episode, eleventh. Eleventh. Eleventh episode. Yeah. Today we have Varman Mishra, Nikhil Samvardhan, the usual bullshit. But we also have Vaibhav, Vaibhav Venkatesh, my beloved best friend, my classmate from college. I thought I was your best friend. No. Okay. I've known Vaibhav since the first year of college. That was five years ago. And we now are adults. <laughs> oh, what? 21? 21. Yeah, 21. Unfortunately, unfortunately. 21. And I guess we'll, we can start off with the first question then and there. How has it been, Vaibhav? Um, transitioning from college life, a life where you still had some dependency on someone else, say parents or, you know, whoever it was, to now being completely on your own. How is it like? First of all, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing? What's going on? How's it going? Hi, Nikhil. Thank you so much. And hi, Arman. I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> this, is the, this is the most formal I have sounded so far. I'm really glad. He's never <laughs> he's come to this house at least eleven times now, and he's never said I'm glad to be here. Arman, I I tell good things behind your back. Oh man, that's, so what, that's where you're going wrong. But okay, I'm gonna focus on my pizza. You please answer. Sure. I think I'm doing well to start off with, and it's been going pretty much around work so i've been working with this one company for the last one year now and it's and i like what i'm doing so it's going great and what was your question what was the i mean at least for me you know moving from college to adulthood right was a drastic change right right so how has it been for you just in general switching I, from you know going like from an institution like a college right especially where we went to college <laughs> where everything was taken care of but at the same time we didn't have the freedom that a college student needs right to now having the complete freedom that you have but you're still working for a corporate how is it like how is the change right to start off with i think i actually did enjoy college okay for the things I got to do, for the people I got to meet, mm-hmm. I think I'm sort of very grateful for that. Mm. But to give a general comparison, I think uh, adult life, especially working adult life, comes with a lot of uh, financial independence. Right. And I seem to be enjoying that. And well, it, it's actually been great. You're it's enjoying been, it, though. Yeah, I do enjoy my work a lot and I actually put a lot of efforts into my 
work and career and so on and so forth mm. it's a great transition there is no sort of spoon feeding and i have always loved the idea of uh being responsible for myself and the folks around me and a working life with money sort of helps with developing the responsibility and taking it forward to better heights mm. it's a good journey so far and yeah fair enough dude so i've seen like you're my brother and i've seen you work your ass off in college as well especially in regards to the councils you were in the people that you knew the amount of social interaction that you had right you know you've been part of uh nuts and bolts right. a big theater group in college right you've been part of uh estap not as w student council student council welfare, welfare organization so you've been part of these big committees and these big uh, subcultures in the university right. i would say has that in any way helped you deal with things better as a working professional i mean absolutely so one of the uh, one of the main reasons that i wanted to be part of let's say the student council in in, in college during college was that it helped me sort of develop a sense of responsibility going mm. back to that and it always narrows down to how you deal with things and put perspectives into place and com- putting that t- taking that and putting that in a work setup you essentially are responsible for yourself so you mm. take more care for yourself Mm. and you do care about the work you do and the colleagues that that are around you that you deal with so being part of such organizations sort of help you shape your perspectives mm. and implement that in your work setup as you develop them so it's as simple as to put it in a nutshell it is growth mm. and it is responsibility important question <laughs> <laughs> but does the money make a difference <laughs> money makes a lot of difference <laughs> at least for me i think uh having money is having that incentive is always nice having though. the incentive is always nice and having money that you can put to use in different ways and forms is very important at least for me okay. just no wait i'm going to cut you there sure. so for us money makes a lot of difference cuz we're firstly away from home right. right nikhil and i are very far away from home and we're living on our own i want to know like an on ground experience how does money make a difference uh, when you're living with your parents uh what changes does it bring to your life what like you're saying you've said the word financial freedom like four times now right what do you mean by that what financial freedom i'm not i do, i hope i don't sound like oh <laughs> this is <laughs> not making a difference i'm just genuinely asking right that that's a very nice question and the way you put forward so by financial freedom at least on a personal level i feel that i need to have my own money irrespective of where i'm living if i'm living with my parents i still feel i i'm living on their expenses no doubt i have a roof i have food provided to me so on and so forth but i have my own money right i can deal with it i can put it to use for them as well in let's say in uh, in healthcare or developing the space in my house mm-hmm. so i like to put it that way and i like to have the money that 
I can support them within some way or form. Right, makes sense. So you can even like maybe pay them back. I can pay them back. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to do that for a while, but like just paying my rent makes me broke. <laughs> <laughs> I think living in Bangalore is expensive, dude. To be very honest. Uh, I mean, compared to the cities I've been in, mm-hmm. I feel like Bangalore is comparatively cheaper. Like compared to Mumbai and Delhi, Bangalore is pretty cheap. It's just that the salaries here are also cheaper. Right. Like people expect work on cheaper rates. Right. And uh, secondly, we don't know how to make like manage money. <laughs> But <laughs> I also think that's because both of us are in that in that in that niche field. creative field yeah. where is it niche anymore? I don't think it's, it's niche, dude. Because if you I've I've spo- so recently I've spoken to a lot of freelancers and. a lot of working individuals in different other aspects of the creative field that we work in so a lot of ui ux designers mm-hmm. a lot of web developers mm-hmm. a lot of coders where they get the same amount of freelance work we do but it's so drastically different in the mm-hmm. sense that for a project say for example we go on a two day shoot and we the budget that the client has for us for video shooting and editing is 20k for anything else like ui ux and web development is double the amount minimum minimum double the amount it's so different in this one genre of work that we have right so i forgot the original point that i was coming to but no, no, the fact that we need yeah what i was saying is that money matters to us so much more because our work specifically is so saturated right now right so um it also this this point also ties up to a question that i wanted to ask you above um the work arman and i do for example for corporates is uh defined a lot by the budget that the client has so if i do a birthday gig or if i do a music video shoot for a friend that i know the budget is so much more lesser than a corporate shoot or a corporate edit what do you think that value brings that that extra budget that the corporate client gives do you think that extra amount that the corporate client gets like let's divide into two groups okay client a client b client a is the corporate client client b is the friend that we know who's struggling who's a, who's another struggling artist and he has a budget of his own right so you you're working in the corporate field right now what would your advice for a freelancer be when it comes to entering the corporate world just for an understanding because when i b- before i entered or started working with people who were linked to the corporate field it was it was i had no idea of what the budget was like how the system worked how you know tight it was in regards to like you know signing docs and making everything clear you know from like making the budget clear to what the deliverables were what do you think a freelancer needs to understand that you know i separates the corporate world and the artistic world i'm just going to give you a very straightforward and a one line answer to this never undervalue yourself as an artist as a freelancer like for example if i look into the corporate world right like what i'm working with people are essentially doing 
a lot more work let's say you have as a freelancer you have the same sort of skill set people working in the corporate on the same line have the same sort of skill set you charge it's okay go on right you charge on the basis of the work you do but in a corporate field in a corporate company the artistic person is not able to charge according to the video he does he or she does or the the amount of work that person puts in right so what i would suggest is never undervalue yourself you can you can actually make a lot more money once you if i'm talking about the money aspect you can make a lot more money once you have established yourself because a corporate person has a fixed salary right he or she is making the same amount of money every month with a lot more artistic values put into the work that he or she does and the company that takes it but for you everything comes at a very individual individual individualistic value mm-hmm. right so you every creative aspect has some value put against that cannot that cannot be seen in a corporate setup it's a fixed pay you're getting the money you're using it mm-hmm. you can charge according to the level of creativity you put into each of these things very simple answer natural how do you think one can negate with that fear that they have so for example when i first got my corporate client uh-huh. when they asked me what my budget was and what my daily rates were i was so scared to go tell them my usual rates because i didn't know if they were if they could afford it or if they could pay more than that if i was undervaluing myself if i was overvaluing myself so as an artist what can i do to other than work more with corporates what can i do to better myself when it comes to quoting my rates or my services to the to that field Yeah, that's a very detailed question. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know how I came up with that. <laughs> But it's the whiskey is the whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> I beat you. I beat for life, baby. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question, right? Always know the market value. Hmm. Right. Yeah, don't don't go by okay. My friend Fuck, that makes a lot of sense. Dude, let's say you don't go by okay. I have a friend who's who's doing so and so things and right. earning so and so money for. Don't go by that. Every time, don't think about okay. This is so and so company. This is what their budgets are. Nobody cares about that. Okay, they will always quote a lesser budget for you. So let me give you an example. Let's say an interviewer goes. Mm. Okay, that person works in a company for three months, and then his boss, his or her boss, asks, "What is what is the actual money you want to get?" Uh, always quote higher. Hmm. not like they don't have the budget they always have the budget put yourself on a higher pedestal always know the market value of the work you do and quote it be very brave about it and be straight forward about it and i also think say i'm talking to a manager who works at a big corporate huh. they have that added pressure on them to make sure that they get the best for the cheapest Right? No, I disagree with you. Why then. not? Because they don't. I, they don't. They don't want to get best for the cheapest. Corporates are always ready to pay more if you are good talent. Oh. If I have to see in my own company, which I don't want to name, 
right can i name it <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> so they're always ready to pay to retain talent retaining talent is the most difficult thing but that's that very true i'm sorry to cut you in but uh, i think uh, you can't really generalize the statement you can't be like oh all companies don't want cheap it's very different uh, i've been doing lots of corporate gigs since we last recorded a podcast and uh, every company has a different outlook to what they want some company and it depends on the project also right some projects are like okay internal brand video it doesn't have to go out to customers it's just for like internal circulation so they don't give a fuck how much quality there is they just want some cheap work done quickly so they'll look for someone who can do it on a deadline like one week right right secondly if there's like customers involved or like you want to put your video on youtube something they'll look for higher quality and a easier deadline that means they'll go with a higher budget so there's no way to generalize this oh, oh what should i quote you always have to like figure that's why i say i mean i don't want to just say it out loud but like freelancing is so tricky as a career because you never know what to quote i've been doing it for 3 years and every time i'm just taking a guess and i quote some random number and depending on that reaction then i'll play along obviously you have some rates like i have an hourly chart and i have a daily chart mm. i'll tell them that first you ask them the budget you you see their reaction do they have a budget if they have a budget one sec before you continue with mm. that i believe that giving practical advice mm. like advice to the point where you tell the person what to say and what not to say is more valuable than is giving generic advice or is that just so my question is if someone approaches you yeah. saying hey we have a two day gig two day shoot in our office mm-hmm. it's this and this video yeah uh what are your charges hmm what would what should you say not i'm not asking about what budget to quote mm-hmm. i'm asking about what should you say and what not to say what would be your like that, what yeah. would be your answer i i'll give it to arman before yeah. this but first thing never quote Hmm. ask them what is their budget hmm. let them tell and they will always tell a lower number or they might tell a higher number than what you are about to quote hmm. so it is essential for you to ask them what their budget is and what they are trying to offer along with whatever uh, the expenses that covers the shoot ask them it might it, it might be higher more often so don't be shy to don't be shy ask to them ask what the, the budget is see it's your creativity it's your artistic efforts that's going to help them implement whatever within their company yeah and they are going to shine under your name hmm. so don't be shy okay money matters a lot at least on a personal opinion money matters at least 60% in 60% of your thought process money matters a lot think about money because once money money <laughs> is set sure <laughs> no no see once you're comfortable and you have money right you're going to think about the the rest of the things that you really want to achieve no, or do that. but like it's it's way more easier like it's way easier said than done because i had this idea always ask the budget i do that but at least 80% of the time they reply with oh we don't have a budget you quote your exactly charges. exactly so you have to quote oh, some yeah so now i'll tell them okay this is my hourly rate and mm. this is my daily rate you will mm. get this much of a discount because this referral or whatever 
or if they came directly f- with no referral i'll just be like there's like i can't bring it down but there's other clients who like today i got a text from a band who i've shot for before he's like dude my budget is this much do you want to do it a bank band band <laughs> band <laughs> oh shit <laughs> bank i was like damn we're going to be rich <laughs> What do you mean we're going to be rich? Bitch? It's, it's my money or something. <laughs> Just imagine going to SBI and be like, hello, bank manager. What is your opinion on the inflation rate? Oh, no. No, so this guy just, like, he literally texted me the date, the budget, and the requirement. Mm. And after that, a you in question mark. And that I love those kind of clients. It's so, cla- yeah. so much clarity there. Yeah, and I can say yes or no, and he'll just move on, mm. right? I said yes he was like okay cool see you there. I'm like oh, that's so beautiful. But then uh, the thing with corporates is I know they're not telling you the budget but they have a budget. Mm. The entire project has been discussed at least thrice in a conference room. Yeah. And then <clears throat> they've started going to vendors and talking about their rates and stuff. I can vouch for it instantly. <laughs> He's a corporate boy. <laughs> He's been part of so many meetings yeah. <laughs> by now. <laughs> So yeah so you have to like uh if you're so again my hourly rate for a band will be different compared to my hourly rate for a company mm. and once you get a text from a company you just do a small background check on them it's urban ladder the employee told me or whatever oh this much is the budget you can relax and all that so you just try and ease it you don't have to be a very formal kind of a person with the conversation right oh this is my charge blah, blah, blah. you just like to try and ease the conversation a little and that helps you with realizing whether they have the space to expand their budget and or reduce the budget so what i found to be very difficult mm-hmm. is finding that quote finding that daily amount that i should charge because one Say I'll tell you your daily charge right now. Okay bro, tell off. Both of us have the exact same. You have more experience than me. I charge for video 3.5k an hour mm-hmm. excluding overheads. Overheads is rentals, transport, whatever. Food, 3.5k yeah. an hour is an okayish thing that mm-hmm. corporates might it's lower than most of the freelancers. Right. Why right. is it lower? Because I need gigs. Yeah. Right? If I was like if I had enough gigs this month I would charge 5k an hour mm. right and then again now 3.5k an hour is a good rate to charge but again uh, if they're shooting the entire day you can't be like oh 3.5 into 8 so like 27 I don't know the maths mm. something you have to bring it down a little you make a package so a day package will be uh, maybe if say it's 3k for easier maths 3k an hour so one day is 8 hours Three eights are twenty-four. So twenty-four. Okay, my daily charge is twenty k. Mm. So you do that, and then say okay. Then edit charges obviously depending on the video edit and how much you have to put graphics, whether you have to color it or not. Question right back at you. Mm-hmm. What makes you think? Whoa, whoa. Uh, this is the first time we've had a guest <laughs> ask us a question. <laughs> Fuck yes. But what? as an artist, what makes you think? that you have to think 10 times before you quote a number let's say you're quoting rejection 20, bro no. honestly rejection trust me if, if they like you the f- why why no, do they want to reject a, a client can like my work and they can like all the videos i've edited or shot before for different clients and they can still say no in an instant because of that budget quote that i give them 
right because I'll, i've I'll lost yeah it's because in bangalore there are at least 5000 other videographers and photographers that they can go to who have all learned this during the pandemic and can give it for like 1k an hour a replacement for the service that i provide is not just an option it just depends on a thought if i was the if i was the one looking for a videographer or an editor i don't have to worry even the slightest about finding another editor or a videographer it's that easy for a corporate or anyone who's prov- looking for that service to find another person so that question that you're asking about it's us trying to figure out what's the best price that we can quote that they can't say no to but at the same time that can pay our bills oh this is such a fun thing you want to know my conversion rate so conversion rate is basically uh, how many companies approach me for my work and how many actually book me you know my conversion rate 25% so is it good or bad it's a bad rate 75% of them say no even though they've approached me i haven't approached them they've approached me from some referral or my website whatever they've approached me they've heard my budget and then said no 75% of them and you are saying corporates have money so why are they saying no because they don't want to spend more exactly everyone wants cheap work these days except companies which have reliance money they just <laughs> reliance is blessing the world dude <laughs> just keep it going this ambani dude no is bringing in that ipl money <laughs> just want to put some uh, realistic view from from inside a corporate space right companies tell no to paying 5k extra to artists like a free, freelancers who might do a great job but they might go to the ex- extent of spending great deal of money into taking some taking a group of people to different places on a yeah. on a vacation right I don't know that offsides. Uh, offsides. <laughs> so you know that, that 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 doesn't sort of sit well with me because let's say you go go on an offsite with 10 people you essentially are spending 10 lakhs on it. Mm. Right. Oh wow. Uh, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> so it sort of from within when I see as well it doesn't sort of sit well with me that people who can do well for your company and build something good for them can't get paid enough. than taking a set of people on a vacation it's also i think um from the from you know the work i do i've realized that even if it's a shitty video that i edit the company that i work for would much rather spend so much more money in promoting that one video yeah. or a post as an i think it's not the company social fault. media platform yeah so I remember the last time I edited a video for XYZ brand. Mm. I didn't put much effort into it because I've never put that much effort into that brand's video so far mm-hmm. in my 6 or 8 months of working with that company. But later I found out that they were spending close to 8 to 10 lakhs a year to promote that one video mm. on social media, Instagram to get that reach. Oh, wow. right mm-hmm. so it's all about that algorithm it's all about the marketing strategy that 
it's become so influential in creating your brand name it's not about the video anymore hmm. it's about how you market that one video right? i mean is that a fault of the brand or is that the fault of where social media has reached it's where social media yeah, has exactly we because can't i'm pretty really, sure know. i like i know my bosses uh-huh. i know the people i work for yeah. they would i'm 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 not saying this to you know kiss their asses or whatever but i'm pretty sure they recognize the effort that i put in to editing the video right more than you know paying the company that runs that video as mm. an ad right it, but it's just how it is you know doesn't matter how good the video is if they're not paying instagram xyz amount to run it as an ad that video is going nowhere it's just going to end up in that pages feed and That's nowhere true. else getting that video or any video on that explore page is every brand's like target hmm is every brand's aim so are you telling so are you telling that it is right what they're doing like they're paying you less but your work is getting recognized on a larger front that okay if it's performing well they say okay this is a great job you did this is how you should be doing so does that recognition validate or replace the money that they're paying you the value of it i mean no and <laughs> does thanks for the answer thank you for the podcast i mean <laughs> as much as i'd love to appreciate that recognition that i'm getting balls bro when was your name put on any of those videos none yeah exactly Yeah, we can never put saying. our name on corporate videos. Any of the brand videos, we can't put our name. You know, the IP is the company. There have been so many IP times where I've company. been so worried that people who look at my portfolio won't believe that I've edited videos for these big brands because my name is nowhere there. Yeah, anyone can take that video and put it on their portfolio and be like, "I've edited this video." No one's gonna like. There's no proof. There's no KYC verification. Apart from that, the freedom, this is the one aspect yeah, of my. Yeah. The uh, only, if you think about it, root-wise, the only proof I have to tell a tell like a person that I edited file. this video is to show the project file. <laughs> How will I do that, bro? <laughs> to, like to send my hard disk across? No. It's that's why it's so much more difficult for us. You should send your hard disk across. <laughs> We have your lovely YouTube videos that everybody deserves <laughs> to see. We can see Nikhil in a lot of number seventy-nine YouTube channel. Exactly. <laughs> We will re-upload. <laughs> We can see Nikhil with nineties uh, in nine, not ninety, ninety. Oh yeah, 90s and, and the pattern. The pattern is <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. So I don't want to name the titles, but. Please follow Nikhil Samwadhan on YouTube, guys. <laughs> With more followers, he'll upload all the videos. <laughs> anyway, have the chance. <laughs> Fuck sake. Oh yeah, we post. How do we this? always end up at this topic, bro? <laughs> <laughs> just chill out. It's, you Move should just. On, dude. You should yeah, just realize. Yeah, being a YouTuber. Wait, but like, so since we started this topic, how do you feel about SEOs? How do you feel about UI UX developers? Do you think? Do you still think? um web developers digital marketers have more of a scope to being involved in a particular video or a brand and their recognition on social media mm, because I... from i mean sorry sorry for cutting you off yeah. but from first hand experience i know how much of their input matters for one particular video right right even a 
shitty reel that i edit i know that if the digital marketer the person who promotes it on xyz social media platform their value matters more than the actual input i put for the mm-hmm. video the raw product right. right it's just the way you showcase that product right do you think that is the future of marketing because social media has pretty much taken over right there's no denying that all ads we see in the future all promotions we see are going to be majority majority majoritarily predominantly majorly predominantly <laughs> be uh, run through social media and all like different kinds of social media platforms hmm. do you think they will now triumph the effort that an editor puts into converting raw clips into a full video i mean definitely i think it it it's as simple as this right let's take a game of cricket hmm okay the cricketer can put 100 hours in the nets okay that he or she might bat well play well everything ball well everything but without the input of a coach who is consistently watching the performance of that particular th- of p- that particular uh, cricketer and see how to enhance it in a to z ways because that person is more uh, detail oriented and looking more into you than the person yourself as a cricketer right So the, coach, the coach the coach matters more the coach than the cricketer who he is speaking about here is of course referring to the people who work on digital marketing. digital marketing they are also constantly metering and valuing and judging marketing strategies of other brands right. you know what content they push out right. what content works what content doesn't, doesn't work, work on this social media platform on that social media platform for example facebook Facebook I don't know if people still use it I don't use it if you still use it let's play farmville whatever fuck it <laughs> <laughs> don't want to call you anything but Facebook I think predominantly runs long form ads more right than a platform like Instagram or TikTok or you know Moj or whatever right um you 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 Moj. watch Moj bro, Samsung guy bro moj was installed on my Xiaomi phone when i first got it the so fuck is moj? moj is moj like is tiktok's some, replacement uh, oh yeah is it just moj it's it's aerated it's moj no, that's it <laughs> yeah naked <laughs> so oh that's why his mental health is on the decline yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> all because of an app to damn who would have thought anyway so it's that coach as a digital marketing in like marketing person Special. who monitors the performance of all these videos right who will ultimately end up dictating the terms and conditions to you to edit the videos or shoot even shoot, shoot the videos, videos. dude yeah. i've been on shoots where the digital marketing person has told me what kind of content to shoot do you think that's good or bad for the creative field in general because if you look at reels for example right there are so many genres of reels it's not just like cool cinematic so if i'm shooting for a food brand for example if i if the client comes up to me and he's like listen we have this product this new launch this new dish that we want to promote promote it however the fuck you want right i as a sh- cinematographer as an editor i'll be like i'll shoot a cool video for you 
I will edit it. I will post it as a reel because reels perform well. There's also a chance that a post will perform better than that reel. There's also a chance that an informative informative graphic post about that dish will perform well, right? But so who is perf- like analyzing the compa- like what performs what how how well? Does that make sense or did, did I fumble? I lost track. I lost track again. Yeah. Okay, so th- what I'm saying is. if there's a dish huh. that a client wants to promote uh-huh. right in whatever way he wants if i promote it as a reel it will get xyz numbers as a reach if i perf- uh boost it as a post it will get this much amount of reach if i boost it as a carousel or like multiple posts it will get this amount of reach hmm. ultimately it's the digital marketing intern or whoever it is who's monitoring comparing different bands brands ka you know reach or whatever right. and dictating what performs well right do you think that will be the only meter of uh, importance that a social media marketing agency will have to look for or do you still think it will be the talent of the editor or the person who makes that content that will matter so uh two ways to answer this question right one is what the uh, artist creator puts in is very important right so there is always emerging trends there's always something changing on the go right every week there's something different and every week there are different terms dictated so and how are those different terms dictated let's say uh, editor a compared to editor b comes up with something new for this particular week and then that trends pick uh, pick up so i think one way to answer this is it's very important for editors inputs and what the creator is creating for any content to pick up and the other way to look at it is something that's performing better that's the formula that a digital marketer is going to look at right so this is more of a hard and luck rule it it's difficult to find the balance between uh both the areas here yeah pretty much it okay i feel like this is too much technical jargon conversation for a fucking 12 midnight <laughs> podcast recording <laughs> with some imperial blue and lapino there's some technical jargon involved because <laughs> there's been none so far <laughs> actually we haven't had like a proper conversation about this cuz I mean I fe- felt like we needed to talk about you know especially the freelancing in a corporate space wala thing and I'm all of us are kind of like suffering from you know our own things in this particular field I hate you for taking my headphone away dude <laughs> I can't hear myself or you guys again <laughs> It's it's a conversation that can go on for 12 hours and <laughs> like true. 12 minutes if you wanted to Yeah I could have finished it then and there yeah i wouldn't have talked about it if it wasn't for this podcast <laughs> what <laughs> anyway uh where have because you're the guest i get to ask you random questions do you think you're successful what is success you define that i ask you the question not yet you're not successful why because what a term success to be is far far away from where i am right now oh is it 
what do you what do you think is success uh success is basically where you're satisfied in terms of okay uh, professionally personally monetarily relationship wise everything hmm. i might be successful in one aspect of it Mm-hmm. but i think success is a very far fetched term to be just you want to be satisfied out. in all the aspects yeah. of your life to be successful and that that's not going to take lesser time right that's always going to take oh. decades to achieve so you're fine with the idea of one part of it okay you're fine with the idea of not being satisfied in the near future i love the idea of not being satisfied in your future oh, wow. because that sort of keeps you hungry and always going I like the idea of always being on Is this toes. how happy people feel? <laughs> Nikhil Nikhil, Nikhil is just like a, he's just nodding it as He's <laughs> just going to say that. I was like how the fuck do they think he's, this way? He wants to be hungry and not satisfied. I have one bad day and I'm like oh fuck this everything is like shit. None of this matters. I'll end my life. Was grand in 10 years anyway global warming this oh, that. God But that's such a that's such a textbook uh, perfect boy cute boy answer for yeah are you happy um, but okay so do you think happiness is I'm pretty sure happiness is related to success but like are you happy in life right now uh no to to actually counter your point happiness is not related to success huh? I've, I've so what do you get out of success what do I get out of success is basically okay I've done this for the day. That's what I get out of success. That's if, satisfaction. No, I would be more satisfied if if I know I failed in something today. If I know I failed in something today, because it's okay. <laughs> what? The audio is bad, bad. What happened? Mine or? Oh, dude, the wire moved the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much better now. <laughs> He's just moving his hand left and right. He's like, Argh! what a guy! We should have put a video camera. Look, because he's throwing his hands around. Just keep checking these levels. Both should be around five and six. That's all. Hmm. Yeah. What anyway, what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, you said happiness is not related huh. to success, which yeah. is something very. Happiness is not related to success because I would rather be happy with knowing that I failed in something today. Bro, as I said, as I said, it's always something for you to improve upon, right? You are looking. So what are you getting happiness out of? I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you a lot. Little things. <laughs> it's probably let's say the little gestures. Hey, I have something that can make you happy. Yeah, for example, little things. Dude, okay, let's say you tell me that something I did for you today hmm. that made you happy. That's going to make me happy. So, I don't care about uh great things that if I if I get first rank or if I win in a competition, that's not going to make me happy. That's going to make me okay, this happened. It's a good milestone to have. But So, what's the motivation to achieve success? your idea of success hmm. the motivation would be to i don't know someone else i don't know i don't i don't i'm not very really sure of the idea of following somebody else's success mm-hmm. because everybody it's a very textbook answer again everybody mm. has different paths right everybody is going to look at everything in a different perspective right 
for me sort of having to term something as success would be it's it's a very long term answer right hmm. satisfaction is not going to happen today mm-hmm. i'm not going to be satisfied with anything in the in the short term because i want to keep doing something different something bigger than what i'm doing today in my in my own lens at least mm-hmm. and keep that growing so you're happy today i'm in happy the moment? today i am going to look at how my day went today mm-hmm. if i screwed up something today great i'm going to do i'm going to improve today? this tomorrow are you happy today today i love today <laughs> whoa why do you love today i had a i had a very productive day at office i ah. got to meet my friends i had great glass of ib after a very long time <laughs> and nikhil's just nodding his head based <laughs> on my answers what a guy but <laughs> yeah i've had a happy day i had pizzas oh yeah Fuck bro I want I, I, I want to live in his brain I just want to have like be happy from little things and but that's a brilliant uh, like outlook to have because that that means uh, so you're not really worried about the future are you Oh no I'm very worried about my future and that's why and that's oh. what keeps me probably going oh. every day I'm I'm happy about the small things that happen mm-hmm. but I'm also largely worried where I might end up. Mm. Right. I don't have a set goal in mind which is very worrisome. I'm going with the flow. Right. Probably I'm getting decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. But there are also a lot of things that I sort of regret not having, right? Mm. So those are something that I can never get back. Makes so sense. for example, let's say i i made the statement right for example uh during college times mm-hmm. all my friends at least 98% of my friends have come from a different city have div- lived in a different world right. in a very different atmosphere yeah, yeah, yeah. i get up from home i come to college and go back home hmm. so i don't have the experiences that my friends have over the last 3 4 years obviously so this is something i'm never going to get back Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's very difficult to put anything into place. Makes sense. I don't know yeah. how to define what, what I'm exactly uh, saying. What uh next question, what role does love play in your life? Uh <laughs> a huge role. I okay. think it's very essential to have a support system. Mhm. I don't know people might say it's young people might say it's old whatever it is right mm-hmm. you always n- need to have somebody that you can connect with on a very personal level i don't think i like like sharing anything that i used to do or i used to like or dislike or whatever it is to anybody mm-hmm. so the moment you start loving somebody talking to that one person i think that is satisfaction right Hey, look probably at you making callbacks <laughs> to previous questions. <laughs> How did we transition from one topic to another topic so smoothly? <laughs> Dude, this is the first time. <laughs> That's why you need me as a host, man. Sure. <laughs> we've, we've. Do you realize how, when was the last time we recorded? First episode. No. Uh, episode. No, four. like an. an episode in general was episode also like six? way back march april the shashwat episode i recorded at a shoot so that mm. doesn't count mm. but like before that we i think the episode that we recorded last was the one that never got out 
Oh yeah. yeah. That one. We'll put it out. Uh. No. <laughs> um what were you asking again you want me to ask you the same question yeah hey you guys can have this con you, the thing sorry about we're, we're, we're ordering something <laughs> on dunzo more right now we have like we have like 45 minutes to order whatever we want before they close <laughs> we'll just order whatever you want i've added 79 10 i've i've logged into my account I've added what I want. Add whatever you new want. House. Uh-huh, new house. Aha, new house. What were you asking? Like, I was asking him how much of a role does love play in his life, or what role does love play in his life? Not how much. Um. Says Nikhil <laughs> while ordering ordering so tough of done so. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, love. He just flabbergasted enough to answer this question. <laughs> Wait one sec, bro. You have to add your UPI. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nikhil, how are you? Weber has answered it. How are you? Uh, Give me an update. Like, even though we live together, I don't know how you're doing. I mean, I know how you're doing. Shut the fuck up. You know how I'm doing, bitch. <laughs> no, I know how you're doing, but like, give me some details. Some, give me some goss. You're just being the voice of all the people who are listening to the podcast. By all the people, I mean the one or two people who listen. <laughs> Bro, actually, I've got like two or three people to listen to the podcast at office. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they, they were pissed at me because we didn't do marketing, right? Uh, they were like, "Why the fuck?" No, no, you? I'm not, never gonna. We're yeah. not gonna market. Same. This shit. They were like, "Why the fuck didn't you put it on our stories?" Like saying you've put podcasts out. I'm like, bro, like. Oh yeah, you don't do that much. Also, at least I put one story on my private. Yeah. I'm just like, hey. <laughs> I have a very long distance relationship with Instagram. Anyway, Paul Sack is always online watching reels. I've seen. He just doesn't respond to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't communicate with anyone. Yeah, on the he's app. the. I don't talk to anyone on the app. Lurker. I just, I just watch my uh, daily dose of like pop culture <laughs> and I fuck off because it actually helps my job. when i yeah edit, obviously when i edit videos for certain brands that are okay with being funny and like yeah. relevant to the pop culture that's going on right now mm-hmm. it actually helps a lot when it comes to memes and like shit that's going around so anyway i just use social media for that i asked you how you're yeah, feeling um yeah anyway <laughs> we're ordering fucking sutta off of dunzo at 130 <laughs> that should give you a very good answer it's not 130 <laughs> what the time is <laughs> 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 What day is it? It's Wednesday, no? It's Wednesday. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, so yeah. you don't answer how you are. I think what I've said till now is a perfect summation of my <laughs> my well-being. Oh God! Yeah, but I mean, I know it's a phase; it'll pass. Don't worry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so going back to the question you asked me earlier, right? Mm. How different is it for the both of you, Arman and Nikhil, from what it used to be in college mm-hmm. to what now that you both are living together having your own jobs and figuring things out i don't have a job man but okay <laughs> freelancing okay cool freelancing and finding your own way right yeah. so how different has it been from what it was during college to now to to now hmm. uh and I'm, i'm sure i know both of you are making your own money back then as well mhm right but now it's we have to make more <laughs> more money to sustain yeah. yourselves <laughs> because we're addicted 
No, dude. This Who's sting life? addiction. We're addicted to life. No, I'm addicted shut to up, sting, bro. <laughs> I'm not Ruben. addicted to life. I'm willing to end it. Okay, no. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, nothing. I don't. Nikhil. That was Nikhil, man. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we got his answer when he didn't answer the how are you question. Oh, yeah, Nikhil. How are you? <laughs> he asked you the question to answer the question. Dude, how different? I mean, I can't really. It's so different that. uh you can't really put it in a short answer it's full 180 degrees in college i was fully okay with asking my parents for money even though i was making my own right now that's not the case i know everyone in my age group is making their own money living their own life so if i have to ask my parents ever for any money whatsoever like you know i have to make a big expenditure or something i have to buy some piece of equipment there's so much guilt attached with asking parents for money secondly There's so much adulting, dude. <laughs> There's, it's just, it's just so annoying that I have to like manage an entire household somewhat. Like you know, just like paying off cooks, paying off maids, uh, life insurance, health insurance, and uh, trying to maintain a routine. Especially, I think uh, this is a huge thing for me because I'm a freelancer. I don't have a routine. I have no routine whatsoever. I don't have a fixed time to wake up. I don't have a fixed time to sleep. I don't have fixed working hours. So it's extremely. Are you happy with that though? I'm extremely happy with it. Fuck yes. But it's extremely detrimental to my physical health. Mm. Mental health is sorted. Physical health really bad, right? Because body is just like, bro, <laughs> what the fuck? So even my parents are extremely disappointed. They're like, dude, at least wake up at the same time every day and do one thing that you do every day. so that your body is has a rhythm and i'm just like it's very difficult to because some day i'm at a shoot in, at 6 in the morning some day i'm at a shoot i'm at like no shoot some day i'm sitting in front of my laptop all day long some day i'm just laying in bed all day long so it's extremely different and difficult for me at least uh so that's one thing that's very different from college because college gave me that routine right every day i had to meet the same people every day i had to Oh dude the social life has changed so much. I feel like I have been reduced to such limited friends because uh you have to make so much effort now to meet people. People you like especially not like people but to meet your friends there is so much effort involved. Hey you free this day oh no da I this doesn't. Hey you free at 9 pm no da 9 meeting at 9 pm bro. <laughs> It's just so annoying because Sometimes at the end of a long day, you just want to sit with someone and be like, <laughs> have a glass of IB. I don't know, and it's just so difficult to plan that out. But in college, almost every day I had all my friends over at my place, okay. and I I feel like that sucks because the other part, the other aspect of this is my social battery is constantly running out because of freelancing. I'm meeting and talking to new people every day, trying to impress them with my work and whatever. and that's just decreasing my social battery from 100 to 0 so that's exactly why i have that much more respect for what freelancers do and what it takes to be in this profession full time because mm. in my job at least i just have to worry about editing the video yeah. according to the client's brief but if i was freelancing i'd be the one who would be talking to the client yeah. about client service what to do <laughs> how to do and then doing it 
making sure that the end product is exactly what they want mm-hmm. making any changes that they want and then giving them the final deliverables right yeah. you're doing the profession of a client servicing person a copywriter a video editor oh danzos here oh that's oh, pretty great. quick oh f- what the hell did i order off of danzos acto <laughs> so basically a freelancer is doing the profession of four people in a corporate structure at the same time Oh fuck yeah. So no wonder it's taking that much of a toll on you, yeah. right? So I I mean I, as much as I'd like to say don't take that much of a toll on yourself. Mm-hmm. It will take that toll on you. <laughs> What did you do? He just stepped on your laptop fully. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. Why not another EMI to pay? Did you write it first? Yeah, yeah, cool. So <clears throat> that's that's the respect i have for freelancers hmm. but damn i feel nice about myself thanks man <laughs> finally <laughs> <laughs> after 3 years of doing this um uh, jeez dude i'll take his fucking horrible <laughs> taxes and all what the oh, hell oh i said bro i did commerce yeah. for 2 years hmm. not once did they bring up the word tax <laughs> yeah. Not once. For real? For real. What? This is this was CBSE curriculum. Not once did we bring up the word tax. What tax are you paying now? Nothing. <laughs> Then why are you worried about I it? I mean, uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a dutiful citizen of India. <laughs> no, but taxes. it's a good time to bring this up because ITR forms have opened up and I actually have to file for ITRs oh, and bro, it's just don't bring it up, please. It's so much work. I yeah, have we haven't been taught about I have an accountant to uh, Yeah obviously you have a full company you don't have to worry yeah, about I'm it I'm good I'm good I have to hire someone and be like hey, please do it at a cheaper rate <laughs> Nikhil's Nikhil's done with the podcast he he will be back after a certain break monster energy and all those things Dude put it in the fridge no No Is it cold No it's not Yeah, put it in the freezer for a while. Anyway, what did I ask you last? Oh, love. Love. Okay, what's your favorite yeah, hobby? What do you love doing in your free time? It's such a general interview question, but to like, what is it? To be very, very honest with you, right? Mm-hmm. I have l- louder. I have forgotten the concept of hobby for the last few months. Oh fuck! I have not done anything mm-hmm. that. is away from my work and back home bro but i and i think for some reason that has been okay with me mm-hmm. because the last at least 11 months i have completely focused on what i can give to my professional life right and i'm completely okay with it but but of of late especially last one month i've realized that i don't have a hobby I haven't yeah. been able to maintain one at least. Yeah, makes sense. I bought a game. Oh. I have a PlayStation at home which Whoa. I do not use very frequently. Bring it here, dude. I'll get it now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it like a, on a projector or something. Yeah. So I used to play GTA Fire a lot. I finished Uncharted 4. Oh wow. And now last month itself, mm-hmm. I got fed up and I wanted to do something apart from what I do on a day-to-day basis. Right. So I bought Red Dead Redemption 
ஒர்க்ரிச்சேரி <laughs> Oh wow. I just went there for next 3 days hey. with zero plans at all. <laughs> I went. That's I'm so proud of you for that. And trust me Arman had the one of the best vacations ever. I swear dude, you know we have an extremely similar experience. I did Gokarna like this. Right. And I did this in March 2020. Right. So we were just finishing our fourth semester. Uh-huh. I think 11th March we finished it. Right. and uh well, they were, they were, we gave them a farewell as soon as a farewell yeah yeah you remember that farewell yes so i couldn't attend it because in that farewell like i entered it was happening in cjc right and i entered cjc block and i was like fuck i was so stressed because second year no fourth semester huh. my routine used to be like uh go to college and just like edit through college because i was shooting something and right. then 4 o'clock get done with college by 5 5:30 i used to have some shoot and then come back by like 9:30 10 then eat dinner start editing something sleep by like 4:30 5 in the morning again wake up at 8 and then go to college again it was such a fuck all lifestyle i don't know why i worked my ass off in college there was no point to that there was no need for that but i did it and then at the end of it on 10th march 2020 i was like i want a break right and i'm standing in cjc and some people were performing or something there was some mc and i just looked at red bus and i was like i was okay. the mc dude oh <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> you were boring the shit out of me <laughs> i know just the first no, time no, i was genuinely not listening so because i was so out of it right because even in even if i was in college i had like a hoodie on with some earphones right and i was ignoring everyone i was not great with friends i was not great at that's not true i disagree i mean like obviously not impolite or rude but like i would choose to in even in class while class is going on i would choose to sit behind put in earphones edit like finish some project of mine and do that i was never like really showing that oh i have too much work or whatever right yeah i was never that kind of dude to you were chill dude yeah anyway we're cute, looking cute too far teddy back bear. <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> stop showing your crush everywhere anyway oh, so sure. i was i'm standing and i booked a ticket to gokarna for that night and i was like oh am i even going to make it so i just rushed home quickly packed it was supposed to be a one night two days kind of a thing so like one night i travel next morning i reach one night i stay next night i travel back right. got it so that's the plan but the pandemic happened 
I those three days I literally forgot that I had a life back in Bangalore. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. I I was just there in the moment. I met people very uh, randomly. I hung out with those people very randomly for the next three days. I went <laughs> to places with them, shady places with them. I almost got caught by the cops for public drinking at one a.m. at night. And bad boy. Yeah, I just didn't go to jail that day, <laughs> but it was one of the best experiences that I had. The people I met, and as you said, you were nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. I was twenty-one. And mm-hmm. I was the youngest among the lot here as well. <laughs> Everybody yeah. were twenty five, thirty two. People were working for the ministry mm. of uh, ministry of def- not defense something something yeah. some ministry. <laughs> it's okay. They were working in Delhi, and so it's quite an experience, especially when you're the youngest. Yeah. Because they will make sure to take you everywhere. Yeah, and give you all the experience. Re- yeah. They will like, oh, I'm not going to see this. Hey, but just something you didn't see. So it it was that kind of an experience where. It's it's just great. Right? right. So first point is live in the moment. Live you the moment. understood that yeah. that's important. What's the second thing? Take take the step of not being afraid of when even if you're afraid, mm-hmm. take the step and go forward with it. Okay. This is with respect to. This is with respect to travel. Right. Right. More often than not, we might think that. Oh shit! We are going to travel alone. What are we going to do? Whom are we going to meet? How are we going to spend the next couple of days? Mm-hmm. So on and so forth, right? But I think it is essential to take that first step for you to live in the moment. Mm. Once you take that step, you will realize, okay, this is much better than what I expected it to be. All right. So uh, part two is easier if you do part one. Yeah. Basically, out yeah. of your answer, that makes a lot of sense. I used to say live in the moment a lot. to everyone my parents are specifically like very annoyed with me they're like hey shut the fuck up <laughs> but anyway i just i still believe in it but it's a lot more difficult uh now it, it to live in the moment it is difficult than said yeah 100% mm. but it's it's sort of baby steps right like mm-hmm. today if i'm going to pondicherry tomorrow i might want to go to <laughs> some other country yeah city or country whatever right so country and all rich country boy and all. <laughs> <laughs> i hope they pay me so much yeah But travel gives you a lot of perspectives, dude. In yeah. all honesty, the kind of people you meet, like you never know what they are going through and why they are there in that particular mm. moment. But they will add some sort of value to your life. Somewhere. And I've always so uh, this is something that I've been thinking of. I was even writing about it just today. uh we live our life as main characters obviously right? right we are the main characters of our own life okay. always uh in our brain we are the most important person in the world as it should be yeah it should be there's nothing wrong with it right but when you're traveling especially solo traveling because uh firstly the previous point to this is uh, these days people are very afraid to sit and just think be with their thoughts right right we're so stuck in the cycle of jobs and meeting too, people too and fast, all that yeah. yeah everything's so quick and so dry that we don't sit with our thoughts very right. often until unless you're sitting in front of your therapist okay. you're not sitting down with your thoughts it's quite dark <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> and it's just when you're solo traveling firstly uh, sure you could be on your phone or something But like that time between six thirty to nine thirty, when you were standing on Rock Beach, you were alone with your thoughts. Just me. And that does something to you. 
because you could be looking at so many people it, this happens to me okay when i'm traveling especially if i travel mostly by like public transport right i'll be in a bus right and i'll just be like this bus has 50 people in it the bus behind this has another 50 people in it right and it's just like there's so many people doing similar things to what i do and i i have no awareness about it whatsoever right and i just feel like knowing each and every person's story like what's what's that person's story what, why are you traveling what are you doing yeah why are you doing this is it similar to mine because when obviously if you go to rock beach at 6:30 in the morning there will be like five other people standing and waiting yeah, to get into hostels because <laughs> the hostel check-in is at fucking there, 12 there a lot of beaches a uh, lot of benches yeah Guy, guys <laughs> girls they were just yeah, sitting yeah. with their backpacks just, no, no, no. the the moment where you're just sitting mm-hmm. so in rock beach to a right side if you see there would be fisheries fishermen always going yeah, around yeah, yeah. and the sun's just rising mm. you're not gonna think about what your life is behind you're just gonna mm. be like Okay, the sun's rising. The pretty suns, the sunrise. The ocean is pretty vast. Yeah. You're not. You're not even going to sit and reflect. Oh, wh- what am I doing in life? You're not uh-huh. going to do that. You're just going to soak it all in whatever you see. As simple as that. That's true. You're going to think about what you're looking at. If you're looking at fishermen, you're going to be like, what are they going to do? What are they catching? Mm. How do they like what <laughs> they're doing? For us, it's mm. okay. It's a great thing. Oh, they're doing. Uh, they're catching fishes. They must be loving what they're doing. Yeah, right? I feel like it's extremely introspective, and yeah. I love that about traveling. It just makes me think so much, and I just love because I have so much time. I love sitting and thinking. Well, that's mm. nice. I think I think we should all embrace having time. <laughs> no, in, I'm not. Nikhil, even, I'm not did even you hear that? that? Take a solo trip, da. <laughs> Fucker just went to Goa and came back. Yeah, at the time of his life, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I wish I could pull his leg and he also laugh. <laughs> Just he's feeling sad inside, sad getting boy. ready for work tomorrow, packing his bag. Oh Man God! Did up. you guys ever pack your bags before school? Like the next day, school used to happen, so you used to put. No. You used to put like whatever. Nice books. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> whatever books and notebooks. No. For the next day. What? It always used to be in the morning. Oh, I used to do it the night before. So my my brother is very jealous of me. Hmm. That my mom always used. So in the mornings I'm always hurry burry, hmm. and when I used to be in school I always used to go by school buses. Right. So if I miss that school bus, I will do some drama and make <laughs> sure I don't take any other transport and leave school. Yeah. So it's essentially a holiday. <laughs> so what my mom did was make sure to feed me every morning hmm. breakfast. and then just kick me out to school makes sense so <laughs> in the morning i will ensure to pick all the books run around do uh, this that uh, seeing how i can skip school fellow. <laughs> nice. stomach ache used to be always a uh, reason <laughs> to skip school why did we always go to the stomach dude we never really experimented because with because if aches. you say fever they're going to check your temperature right be like my foot is aching All yeah. they do, you can't walk. No? At, at at ten years old, you say yeah. food is like they'll be like, get up, yeah. go to school, wheelchair <laughs> is there, go. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. But hey, man, thanks. This has been like a brilliant conversation, especially because, firstly, we've never talked like this, right? Yeah. We've never time. sat down and had a, uh, an introspective, retrospective conversation. Right. That's very nice. I'm glad I did that. Likewise. This pump. 
Likewise. Secondly, we're recording after a long time, and it's very cool to have you as a special guest on House Number Seven Nine Podcast, Episode Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything of yours that you want to plug? Anything that you want to say to our audience of three people? Uh, <laughs> Wait, four. You're also going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to listen. To this. No, no. But I don't think I have anything to say. You should say you love everyone. And you love all our listeners. Listeners, <laughs> special goodies are being sent by Nikhil and Arman <laughs> from House Number Seventy Nine. Please make sure to send your addresses. DM it to the. Nikhil is the only one doing <laughs> hip thrusts right now, dude. I don't know. He's the one sending goodies. I don't know what the fuck these goodies are. Nikhil, if you're filing a lawsuit, it's him. I am not involved. Please don't put House Number Seventy Nine's name on it. But, But yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. I hope you had fun because I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, and I'm yeah. sort of really glad to have had this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to your place after a very long time. Yeah, no, right. that's true. And it's great that we had this conversation. I'm looking forward to more and more conversations, even with Sad Boy Nikhil. <laughs> cool. <coughs> <laughs> Now that we're done, thank you. Uh-huh. Hopefully, you stay through all that sloppy, uh, sloppy bullshit. Have a good night's <laughs> sleep, guys. Um, What about the people who are listening in the morning? Okay, bro. Have a good day ahead. You know, sweet dreams, whatever daydreams if you want. Thank you for listening and stay tuned till the next episode comes out. Hopefully oh, soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully soon. And until then, uh, subscribe. <laughs> If there's no subscribe button, subscribe to Nikhil's Spotify. channel. Subscribe yeah. to Nikhil's channel. <laughs> uh stay tuned till the next podcast comes out and thank you so much for listening and good night everyone anything else to add no okay we don't have sponsors anymore okay not anymore we never had <laughs> we never had okay bye good night chill okay bye <laughs>